All right, let, let, uh, okay, let me, uh, I, welcome to <laughs> episode 17. We're just having a conversation about getting this podcast more professional, and I that was, that was <laughs> how I started the podcast, so. <laughs> oh, how are you, Fiona? Are you, are you done with St. Patrick's Day forever? Listen, let me tell you. Well, first of all, this is episode 17, and I'm very proud of us for turning up every week and doing these for 17 Hang weeks. On. 17, 17 times four, four, that's the, that's been four months, over four that's months. four months. That's fucking insane. We've been, we've been in lockdown that long, that's how, jeez. Well, that's a big commitment at the moment. <laughs> but um, yes, episode 17. Uh, last week, well, first of all, I would like to say thank you to everyone who showed up for the St. Patrick's Day Zoom comedy show. Mm. Um, and a, <laughs> what a show. I mean, it was amazing. I, I, everybody fell for that sketch that I did at the beginning where uh, they thought that my computer died and that I had to move on to another computer and then onto my phone. And that was actually a very an elaborate, uh, an elaborate sketch myself and Kyle Brownrigg had written. And I thought it went really well. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fooling anyone there. Oh, holy shit. I have, as I've said, I've got PTZD, post-traumatic, post-traumatic Zoom disorder at this right. stage. Mother of Jesus. Last week, because of St. Patrick's, said so many shows and podcasts and everything, and you were on some of them with me. The fuck? The Zoom has driven me up the bleeding wall. I am sick of it. No, I've had, enough. I've had enough Zoom. Oh. I've had Zoom comedy. Because, I don't know. I even, I've watched Zoom comedy and it's, I was on a show last week, uh, I'll tell you who this person was after, but this person was, we did a pre-recorded set and this person just did a a full thing where they had a total mental breakdown. It wasn't a bit, it wasn't funny. They started crying. They looked like they were in a, it looked like they were like in a padded room, like an insane asylum. And I was like, that's what you submitted? Oh, it was, I was like, people are losing their fucking minds. And I was like, I was sitting watching it and going, that, how is people, anyway. I already think I know who it was. <laughs> well, we have to say, anyway, we raised $270 for the uh, Encampment Services Network. And I'm just waiting on the money to come through Eventbrite. And, and then we'll donate it into them. Uh, and that should go to good use. There. Yeah, and also, also if you're listening and, and want to donate more, because um, this week they've just went down and served eviction notices to the parks again, and they're, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. It's, oh, it's I mean, it's I guess a bit. Bloody pandemic. They're trying to they're trying to fucking get people at the parks and just and everyone's just like leave them alone. Do you know what I mean leave them yeah. the fuck alone? Uh, so yeah, if you got a bit of extra cash, donate some money, set up a you can do a monthly thing. Um, yes. And can we say hello to, you have a whole load of new fans. Oh my God. One, and now they're going to be mortified. So my friends I'm, I'm, I'm shirtless in the, the bit. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Do you think you're Hugh Hefner coming on shirtless to do the podcasts? I'm, I'm, um, yeah. I think you're trying to break me down. It won't work. Ah. <laughs> I'm immune to your nipples and your charm. <laughs> um, you've already had a weird dream about me, Fiona, so I, I know. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's enough. I feel like I've been with you. That's enough. Um, 
but Helen, a girl, so I used to live with Helen, my friend Helen and Anita, remember there's been a few stories with a revolving door in the house of men. And uh, we were great friends for years. And uh, so Helen tuned in from her bed. It was 1 a.m. in Ireland and she tuned in to watch the show. And it's so funny because she's like, oh my God, I'm mortified. I took my makeup off. And she's in her duvet in the bed with no makeup. I'm like, you know, you can turn your camera off if you want. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, anyway, I didn't see you. Don't say that. She said she, you said hello to her and her phone turned off. It got so excited. <laughs> so now Helen fancies you. And then our friend Simon, who lives in San Francisco with his boyfriend, he mm. fancies you. Okay. And, I, and I'm a pain in my hole. All that ever happens after every podcast or every show, I get people inquiring about you. Now, the funniest part of all of that was Helen obviously couldn't sleep because she was so excited after seeing you and started Googling your name. Oh, my God. Right? Don't, don't do that. And she messages me the next day. She's like, oh, my God. Um, John is amazing. Uh, he is go She's going to kill me. I say she's screaming in her kitchen at the moment listening to this. <laughs> so anyway, she's like, John is amazing. Complete ride. All the rest of it. And I Googled him. And I can't believe he discovered the fine young cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think I fucking am? Jesus Christ. The fine young cannibal. Fine cannibals said, were, were famous in the 80s. I know. And she sent me... A Wikipedia page of John Mostyn, who was like, I don't know what a record producer or something. No, there was a more successful John Mostyn who's from Birmingham in uh, England, and he discovered he was actually he actually discovered the fine young cannibals. He was responsible for a lot of the the I guess like the sort of punk and ska bands and Ocean Coliseum and all those guys. Um, and yeah, um, he follows me on Twitter actually. We used to when I had an account. <laughs> Uh, he's just like a nice old man. Um, okay. But it's not me. You have to smile. No, it's not you. No. Uh, so, anyway, it's Helen then, I told Helen, that's not you. And then she's like, ah, shy, don't ruin the fantasy for me. Mm. So. Well, if I did discover that fine young cannibals, Helen, I would have been five years old, which would have made me <laughs> some weird project music producing yeah. prodigy. She drives <laughs> me crazy. Ooh. I know. I, lo I love the fine young cannibals. Um, so anyway. Had, they had like two uh, Johnny. I'm sorry. Won't you come on home? Okay, but they had another one. We're worried. They yeah. sang a cover of Suspicious Minds. That was amazing. Did they sing that song? Don't leave me that way. No, that's someone else, right? No, that's the communards. Oh. You definitely. That's a, a totally different band. <laughs> Anyway, so we did the St. Patrick's Day show. Uh, my, I had practiced my Zoom for hours. Hours. I had my, I had my green screen, which is a curtain set up. And I had pictures. I had beautiful background. I was all set up. I was working off two laptops and my phone in case anything happened. And welcomed everybody in, let them in from the waiting room. And the one thing I forgot to do was plug in the computer. And it died. <laughs> so, oh, just always remember, kids, just the basics. Make sure everything's plugged in. Because all the highfalutin stuff, all the hard stuff, all the zooming and the backgrounds and the virtual stuff, I had perfect. Uh, but I hadn't plugged in the poxy computer. 
Yeah. Like, come on. It's, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zoom is shite. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, comedy should not be performed from your living room no. in Zoom. Like, I get, like, that I is get, not- I, like, there's a part of me that wants to perform comedy, but it's not, it's just not, it's just not good. You know, you can't, you know, people are on their phones. You can, you can see people's yeah, faces and they're just like looking at you, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm Helen not was anymore. in bed. What? <laughs> Helen was in bed. And she was like, oh, geez, I'm taking my makeup off as I'm my duvet. I was like, turn your camera off. <laughs> anyway, I, listen, we did it. Um, people laughed. And I think, I think it's part of our charm, how unprofessional we are. Can we get away with that? That was so far. Do you know what I mean? People give me one chance and then that's it, right? But Okay. Well, we're going to do a course on on doing podcasts and we're going to get professional. Anyway, and uh, thank you to Craig and Tanya for tuning in. They're our fans. Um, Anyway, it's done. We raised money. St. Patrick's is over. We had so many, and that's great. I'm delighted. I don't know if a fuck about you anymore, Fiona. I know. This is it. I'll go quiet. I'll be quiet. I did a show for um, guys in Montreal uh, for kind of a fundraiser thing. And the next day I woke up and I have a whole load of new friends in Montreal. And they want me to come next year and do the show there live. So. Yeah, you were talking about that last week, right? Oh, was I tough? Anyway. Oh, I've got friends in Montreal now, you know. I've got friends in Montreal. Uh, anyway, so that's that's uh, thank you, everybody. Do you know what I, I and to Jesse, thank you to Jesse for trying to help teach me how to spotlight people on Zoom. And I'm gonna do Jesse's podcast. I know you don't. I thought you did, but anyway, we're live on the podcast or the Zoom, and I was like, spotlight me, John, and you're like, I don't know how to spotlight. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that the one person who's speaking, you spotlight the put the spotlight on them, and then they're the only ones on the screen. Oh. I'll teach you after this. Um, well, I wasn't so, getting, do you know, I wasn't doing any extra work. Oh, well, I know you weren't. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I found that out very quickly, 10 minutes before the show. Hiya. Uh, I'm late delivering pies. <laughs> Listen, that's where I get Anyway. I know. I know. That's a, do you know what I wanted to talk about this week? Um, are are you or have you ever... Family, huh? <laughs> no. Are you or have you ever been into the paranormal and ghosts and all that kind of stuff. Is it a very Scottish thing? Um, have I been into it? Like, do I believe in ghosts? Yes. Um, oh God, is, that a, is that a ghost in the background or is that Barry the cat going nuts? Cat just, uh, you know, I don't believe in ghosts, I don't think. So I did used to work in a bar downtown in Toronto. Yeah. And it was a big, place and I when I was there alone at night I could see things like moving around and it was terrifying and everyone that worked there at night because the bar would get quiet for a couple of hours they would always say that they felt like they'd see ghosts because it was an old hall it's a great hall actually right it's a bar down the stairs in the great hall so it's an old place uh and it was terrifying right but what I actually figured out was what was actually uh, moving was you could see the reflection of rats in the light. The rats were running around. Oh, for Jesus' sake. Listen, if you, eat, you if you eat in any restaurant in Toronto, especially on Queen Street West, 
full of rats. <laughs> yeah, it Alleg- is. Allegedly. No, allegedly. Well, allegedly, they're all full of fucking rats. <laughs> yeah. um, I am, I am absolutely terrified of ghosts and the paranormal and Ouija boards and all of this. It just now when I say I lose my shit. I lose my shit completely about stuff like I can't cope. And when in Ireland growing up, there's always you've got the pukas, which is Irish for ghost, and the fairies. What about the banshee? And, uh, what, the banshee, and she you'll hear the banshee howling, and you might see her brushing her hair in the in the sky, and that means death is coming to your door. And so you grow up with all of these tales and these stories and and especially up in the northern part of Ireland, whenever I go visiting friends or family up in Fermanagh uh, and up the north and Donegal, that's a huge area that's into big storytelling and the ghosts and the fairies. And whole, And I would, people used to terrorise me when I go there. As a teenager, I'd go with a bunch of friends to a house and we'd go up to visit uh, their family. And they used to be telling me if you drive onto this bridge there's a certain bridge in this town and if you drive onto it at night the car might stop people get killed on that bridge all the time nobody knows who's doing it or um, a guy comes up from under the bridge a ghost and all of this stuff anyway so they drove drove me onto that bridge yes. one of the nights and i was shitting it i was like i am terrified of ghosts and all of these stories please don't bring me and they wouldn't listen to me. And they got me into the car and they put me in the middle of the back seat. There was like three people holding me in, two people in the front of the car. They drove onto the bridge. The engine cuts out. They stopped the car. And there was just complete silence. Now, when I say I nearly beat the shit out of every single person in that car, because I was losing <laughs> People, like I think, noses were bleeding. Uh, people were like, I just went mental because I get so frightened and I lash out and anyway they they got fed up with me lashing out at them and drove off the bridge but like I can't like I, can't, I go into defense mode and I can't handle it and so they shouldn't have done that to me but anyway I didn't I didn't hurt them too badly but then watching horror movies did you do this as a teenager you'd go over to your friend's house and you'd all scared the shite out of yourselves watching horror movies yeah, my my friend. Um, I don't like horror movies because, I, I, you know, because you know, I watched The Exorcist when it came back out when I was eighteen. Came back out in the the, the movies, the movie theater, and I couldn't sleep for a fucking week because I thought something would be under my bed. I swear to God. Um, and my friend John, um, when we were growing up as teenagers, we lived like. I'm gonna say. Half a mile apart, maybe. Right, not even that, probably less, right? And he would, we would go round to his house. He would make me, he was really into film, and he would make me watch all these weird, like Japanese horror movies. Or what he used to do was make, uh, watch David Lynch films, you know, David Lynch, the Twin yeah. Peaks, and all yeah. that. Yeah. And then we'd smoke a bit of weed, you know, and uh, then I'd have to walk home. And oh, no. and it would be like four o'clock in the morning, you know. And I lived in the, like a, a suburb, so it's not like there was a, it was no no one around that area. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it would get misty, you know. And that walk home, I'd fucking just sprint, like sprint all the way home. 
and get home just like <laughs> it's yeah i i don't yeah i get um and, and then i watched um fuck the blair witch project man that fucking thing scared the shit out of me because i used to live my sister actually used to live in like a she lives in the country in scotland right so like getting to her house from from where i lived you'd have to go in the country but like there was always a shortcut through the woods and i just it would always fucking yeah i just hate it so yeah i don't watch horror movies uh just because i will spend the next week fucking terrified well i'm glad you're saying you're what's going on with barry well my cat's just she's it's just you know what it is is the sun's come out and she's just become like insane you know because she's got all this energy i put her on a diet too so she's got more energy and the sun's come out so she's outside and she's like becoming a little wild animal uh, and she's outside all day until I go on a fucking podcast or a fucking something. And, <laughs> and then she's in annoying you. Um, well, I, anyway, the horror films, I have never, ever seen The Exorcist. My mom knows how scared I am of all this stuff. So she warned me to never watch The Exorcist. I never watched The Blair Witch Project. No. Uh, what we did watch when I was a teenager, probably, um, you know, I'm a few years older than you, um, the Freddy Krueger, all the Nightmare on Elm Street oh, yeah. had just come out when I was about... 14, 15. And uh, one of my friends loves horror, horror movies. And we'd have sleepovers. And that's what we all did for birthdays. We all went to sleepovers. And they would insist every poxy time that we'd watch a rom-com and then a horror movie. Now, I would be traumatized. I wouldn't sleep for months. Like, I was so scared of Freddy Krueger. And we watched all of the movies. There's like four or five of them. And I would be hiding in my sleeping bag with my fingers on my ears going, la, 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 la. <laughs> I just couldn't handle any of it. And then I wouldn't sleep a wink at the feckin' um, slumber party. And then one of my friends was like, right now, watch the movie and let's, let's all go for a walk to the local graveyard at oh midnight. And I would be like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> we're going to get killed. They were really interested. Well, two of the girls decided, in their pajamas, age 13, walked down to the graveyard and next thing picked up by the police and brought home mm. and we're all like having heart attacks in the house and they're coming in jesus christ anyway so freddy krueger scared the life out of me for years like when i say i didn't sleep properly for about a year after watching and my mother was going mental she's like you're not to watch any more of this shite i'm sick of coming into my room and not sleeping and you're wrecked for school and everything and last year I was telling my kids this, that I was terrified. And uh, and the person I was dating was here and we were watching a movie and they thought it would be funny to put on Freddy Krueger. And I said to them, I swear to God, lads, if you put it on, I'm going to lose my shit. Don't do it. And I'm talking about my kids, right? They put it on. Well, Jesus Christ, I lost my shit and I didn't beat them up or anything, but I was effing and blinding. And even the fellow I was dating, was looking at me going holy shit i've never seen this side of you and i was like i warned you i told you not to do it and you think you're fucking smart you think you're fucking smart you think you're fucking gaffed i fucking i was like this is my house i paid the fucking bills i paid this that and the other can all fuck off out of here i lost my shit <laughs> and then i stormed off to bed for the night and, and they were all like oh my god <laughs> but anyway so I, I'm glad to hear because other people don't seem to get affected by these movies and they love the genre and they're, they'll go to the cinema to watch them. 
still like watch them at home on their own. Jesus Christ. Well, even if, never... go, even if I go to like a movie, right? And yeah. you do a trailer of a horror movie. It's like, and I'm like in the movie theater during the day, you know, I'm yeah. sitting there myself, shouting it. Some big man's going to come by and watch that. You reminded me that one time I went to the Glastonbury Festival, right? Big music festival back home. And uh, me and my friends took acid and um, it was really strong. And we watched some bands and then we're still fucking just tripping our ass off. We went yeah. to the cinema stage and there's an indoor cinema stage. We were showing movies and we were sitting there in it and we we're like, and then there was the fucking exorcist. So I'm like tripping balls watching Exodus. It was ter- anyway, yeah. It was no, wait. Really terrifying. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't like it. I just. I don't. Yeah. Being scared. I don't see any. They're always in. Also, horror movies are all shit, and I don't like the ones that are like more psychological because it fucks with my mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, if there's a big monster, I'm like, oh, whatever, right? I, so I watched the, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones as an adult, and I'm like, they're hilarious. They're not even scary. They're just hilarious now. No, no, I can't even go back and do it as an adult. I, I, would, lose, I would lose it. I'd actually just throw the television out the fucking window. Um, like, The Exorcist and all that, what scares me there is, you know, especially being an Irish Catholic, you're, like, it's fucking beaten into you that the devil will get you, and you have to be good, and follow Jesus and you know we went to school and it was all taught by nuns and the priests were the head of the fucking uh, parish and I'm sure the priests got away of fucking murder all the rest of it but like there was a story in our neighborhood that a guy a guy I know that he was possessed by the devil and that the priest had to come and do an exorcism so you're like these things were going on in my fucking village (laughs) and I don't know whether he was possessed or he was on drugs or whatever he was but apparently, just the fucking like mentally ill. Yeah. Well, apparently the priest had to go and do an exorcism. Now that priest turned out to be a paedophile, and um, <laughs> I don't, hey, I don't know he was, the guy. <laughs> I don't know whether he was riding the devil out of him or what. But like yeah. that—that's the shit I grew up with. Um, but even Ouija boards, like my daughter, I always say to her, don't every uh, use a Ouija board. And she was like, oh, I have a Ouija board under my bed. And I was like, no. I was like, you're not, no Ouija boards are allowed in this house. I can't handle it. And I, it was so funny. I was going up to Bracebridge to do a show with Tyler Morrison, uh, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I booked a and b near the venue. And so I booked it. it oh, really that, oh, beautiful. oh. Yeah. I, was this the fucking B&B? Because I st- actually, I stayed at, the, if this is the right, same B&B, Alan Wilson put me into this hotel when we did the festival and it was fucking like something out the shining. And yes, and I, and I had massive old Ouija boards. And there's like a real woman who ran the place who just appeared yeah. here. And oh. when I would get the taxi to the place, right, every taxi driver would be like, oh, you're staying in the haunted hotel. And I was just, and everyone was telling me about how haunted this fucking hotel was. And it looked, the dining room was terrifying. Um, <laughs> everything looked like something out of a horror movie. And then when I went to bed at night, I, oh, actually, fuck! I tell you this, this is this is real. This is real. I'm not. I know. I'm not shitting you, right? You reminded me of this when I was there. <laughs> I couldn't sleep because I was I was like shitting it, right? And <laughs> I remember in the middle of the night waking up 
feeling like something was pressing me down to the bed. I remember that now. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I don't know if, like, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And honestly, if any any of the comics who were staying there could have came up to my door and just knocked the door and went, and I would have finished (laughs) my pants. But that, that place, if, I think it's probably the same place. Yeah. That place was terrifying. I would never stay yeah, there again so, in my fucking life. Well, I booked there, John, because it looked like a very nice old, uh, quaint place and it was near the venue. And I was going on my own. It was just me going up to do this show. Um, and I booked in and then uh, I went to check it out on Airbnb or whatever, other websites, so not Airbnb, like bookings.com. And I Airbnb was like, it's hot. <laughs> reviews of these Americans coming specially yes. up to stay in this place because it had a history of being haunted and then I looked at the room I had booked in the fucking corner of the room was an ancient Ouija board mm. I was like and so I contacted I contacted the woman the night before I was to leave and I said hi yeah listen um I just have to look at the rooms online and I noticed a Ouija board and I'm a very terrified Irish Catholic woman, so I can't stay in your hotel. And she completely understood and re- I thought she was going to laugh and go, fuck off. And she was like, I totally get it. This has happened before. Don't worry about it. And I ended up staying in like like a brutal hotel, like you know, you double tree or a holiday inn or something. Oh. But Jesus, if I had have arrived there and seen that Ouija board now, I would have jumped in the river. No, the, uh, this this place is fucking terrifying. You walk in, and it's all old, so it's never been. It's like, and it, it it's just, it right away you know something's up, and then you're just walking around. No one's around, but you can feel like someone's around. Do you know what I mean? And oh, you, even the ones it's like fucking a hundred and five years old, and she just appears <laughs> like the dust, and then oh, yeah, that's, just, that's- Everything creaks. I once stayed in a I once stayed in a B and B talking of Glastonbury, so Glastonbury is like quite far down in the south of England. So we got a bus down to Bristol. So I stayed at Bristol, right? And this is pre-internet days. So I don't even know how I found this place. I can't even remember. But I stayed in this place that was a B and B called the the Toad Lodge. I remember it was called the Toad Lodge, right? And I shit you not, everything, you name it. Everything was toad themed. There was toads <laughs> everywhere, like like toad bedding, toad wallpaper, everything, <laughs> toad salt and pepper, just it, it, it crazy. And then there's just like again a terrifying old woman who owned it, who just like had so much makeup on, but like so, and she just, again she just appeared from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> These places, well, maybe that's, maybe, because apparently people specially travel to stay in this place uh, with the Ouija boards and the haunting and all this shit. Wow. Oh, for sake. I don't know, but people, yeah, people are weird like that. People are really into it. I know, like, you know, Andrew Barr and all these comics are really into horror movies, and I'm not into it. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, not for me. No, no, not for me either. Uh, because even, like, even... My when my dad passed away and people and he like he's gone now in August could be four years and I'm not scared of my dad it's my dad he loved me and I loved him 
but when people kept going oh he's with you like in ireland he's on your shoulder now he's always with you and i'm like uh like i was not gonna wear fucking swimsuits in the shower i was like is he constantly fucking with me <laughs> is he watching me riding someone i'm like oh my god yeah. and that kind of thing i just like yeah i want i want to know i don't want him watching over me i just want to know i carry him in my heart but this this Irish thing, oh, he's with you, he's over your shoulder, he's watching you all the time. That scares the fucking shit out of me. My dad doesn't scare me, but the thoughts that somebody could be watching over you constantly scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, you know? <laughs> well, people are watching over you constantly. We're, even this webcam, we're being recorded. And, uh, you know, we're going to be microchipped with this vaccine. So every everything you do... Microchip me, then they can give a shout. Now, I will say if I'm in a hotel or um, or if, if I've had like been with a fella and I'm getting in or out of the shower, I will hold my belly in just in case anyone's recording me. <laughs> you know, sometimes people have hidden cameras, you don't know in this day and age, you don't know people are filming you because of a hidden camera somewhere. And I do like to look my best. Do your first so talk your belly in just in case some perverts masturbating? Yeah, I'll hold me. All I want to give them a good show. <laughs> but I will. I'll make an effort. I'll hold the belly in. Um, and, you know, just in case anyone's filming me. Mm. That's, that's weird. <laughs> but that's how paranoid I am. <laughs> no, I will say if I stay in the hotel and stuff like that, I will double lock the door and I will check all the cupboards. And you're telling me, like, I'm happy to hear that you run home after watching a horror movie in your friend's house or something like that. As a woman out walking, like, even at night time, I'll say to my daughter, here, will you walk the dog up and down the road? And then we can go to bed. And she's like, no way. There's no way I'm going out after 9 p.m. in the dark. And I'm like, for feck's sake, like, I'll do that up and down my road. But I would be nervous to go far away from home or walk around on my own. And I think about the nights out boozing with friends or going to a, a fella's house or and then having to do the walk of shame or try and get home on your own or and I remember once I was working uh, in Dublin and I got the train home to the area I lived in but there's like about a 20 minute walk up from the train station the dart is the train it's called Dublin area rapid transit so <laughs> the walk up from the train station to my mom's house it was about 20 minutes and at the time there was a notorious guy doing in our area called the Northside Rapist. And he had attacked loads of people in our area, loads of girls. And I phoned my mom and I, I said, I'm getting on the train now. I'll call you to come and collect me. And so this was before we had the mobile phones and cell phones. So I called her from the pay station at the train station, getting on the train to get to where we live. I said, I'll call you in about 20 minutes to let you know I'm there and you can come and get me. Anyway, I get off the train, terrified. The place is like a ghost town because this north side rapist is around. And I call, get off the train station. Nobody in the train station. You just walk through, pay phone, call me mom. The phone's engaged. Call her again. The phone is engaged. There's no cell phones, right? So I'm terrified. I took out, I think I had deodorant in my bag and a knife or not a knife, a nail file. 
and I put them in my hands and I started like marching up the road, shouting at nobody, but just in case someone was coming near me. I'm like, you can fuck off. Don't fucking come near. Like, like I had Tourette's all the way up to the road. And then in our main uh, crossroads, there's another phone box. Get into the phone box. Call me mom again. Phone's engaged. Call me mom again. Phone's <laughs> engaged. And I'm fucking losing, crying at this stage. I walk another 15 minutes up to the house again with Tourette's and screaming at like people must have gone, what is going on with that girl? Again, with weapons in my hand, screaming at everybody, I burst through my mother's front door. And she's sitting there in her fucking pajamas, the feet up on the table, on the phone to dollars in America. Couldn't give a shite if I'm going to get fucking raped and murdered all the way from the train station. Jesus. I burst into the house and I'm like, fuck, I died. And she was like, Jesus, calm down. For fuck's sake, Fiona. I just, just, and then I think about if we had had cell phones and I could have just texted her. But I, it's, I get in my own head and I scare the shite out of myself. Yeah. You know? There used to be, um, I was thinking about this earlier, there used to be a rumour that there was, um, when I was at school, that there was killer clowns going around in oh. the van and kidnapping kids. And every time you saw a white transit van, they'd be like, that's the killer clowns. It was a rumour everywhere. Like, you ask anyone from Sc- uh, Glasgow, they all know about the colour clowns. Hilarious. And honestly, oh every time, I think there was like a, and they would also talk about like, yeah, they, people, there'd just be rumours of people like perverts and like like a, a mini car, purple mini or something, I remember, some guy. So every time you saw like a purple mini or a fucking, a, a transit van, you'd be like, oh, it's the fucking killer clowns and perverts coming to get you. and buys a white van at this like in this day and age like why are they even making white vans anymore or is it just for the the kidnappers i think so yeah i think that's uh, (laughs) if you're kidnapping that's uh that's one of the the bit you know because then you know you're you know what van you're gonna get and uh people know what to expect you oh that's the kidnappers are coming (laughs) oh because everyone's always but that's what they used to, you know, when I was younger, you know, people would be like, oh, such and such, people went missing and blah, blah, blah. Just, and you'd just be shining it. You'd just be walking. Because yeah. when you live in a small suburban town, there's no one around because there's no, there's nothing around, right? It's just houses. So when you're walking around at night, it's terrifying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All those gangs, yeah. gangs of youths or just clowns, killer clowns and vans. <laughs> you know what I mean? And every time you'd walk home, you just be shining it because it's so quiet. That's why I don't like it. That's, I think that's why I don't think I could ever live in the countryside because it's too quiet. Yeah. And it would scare the shit out of me. I would, it would scare the shit out of me. When I was in, uh, I was in Victoria a couple of years ago, and I was doing the, the Ironman out there, and the day before the Ironman, I decided to go for a run. And it was in the woods. And I'm running in the woods and I'm having a good time. It was nice. And then I was like, what if a fucking bear is here? What if there's a bear? So then I started thinking, every time I looked in the woods, I could feel a pair of eyes looking at me. Do you know what I mean? There's no bear, but I mean, there could have been, right? Because Canada, right? But like, so I just started running. I was having, I was really enjoying this run. And then I started thinking about a bear coming to attack me and there was no one around. And I was like, I got to go home. And I just went home because it was just so oh. fun. And also in these fucking small country places in Canada, there's all these abandoned barns. 
You ever seen these? If you ever go outside the city, yeah. there's abandoned yeah. barns everywhere. Terrifying. And you know, if you ever watch like episodes of Dexter or something like that, that's where the bad guy is. That's where someone's getting tied up and something really weird's happening to them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like Friday the Thirteenth or something like that. Yeah. Jason and all that shit. And that's why, like, you know, I wouldn't like as a comic driving across Canada. You know, I I don't know if I like it. You know, get stuck in the middle of nowhere, car breaks down. And then suddenly some guy's like, you're not from around here, are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> Next thing, <laughs> fucking bundled into a van and fucking tied into a barn. Well, I travel on my own. This is, the problem is there's too much fucking shit on the TV that fucks up your head. You yeah. I mean? Maybe, like, you know, there's, there's serial killers and rapists and stuff, but there, I don't think there's as many as TV implies. So you watch all these serial killer things and go... Well, there's serial killers around, and there's like, but then there was a serial killer not a couple of years ago in Toronto. The guy that was like, uh, he was going into the, the the Church Street, the gay neighborhood, and like killing guys and then burying them in his back garden because he was like a, a landscaper. So he's just yeah. like, and that was a legit. And that guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, he killed a bunch of guys. I know, and, and he, he chopped them up and everything. He went to bars and Church Street and pick them up and. Bury them in these passports and shit. Terrifies me. Well, I, I was only reading in the newspaper the other day, or I, I saw something. This guy met up on um, Grinder, which is gay Everyone's Tinder. Shaking, Am I right in saying that? You're on their walks shaking it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope no one's out walking at night. Be safe. Start cursing and people will run away. But anyway, this guy on Grinder was in the newspaper last week. He answered some guy on Grinder, went to meet him, and the guy put him in the bath and chopped his hands off. And and it didn't didn't take off both hands completely. And somehow your man was able to call for help. Um, and your man escaped. And the guy who escaped is in hospital now, recovering. But. He had met, he had met up with this guy on Grinder, went to his place, and your man tried to kill him. This was only a couple of weeks ago. Who was this? Like that in America, of course. Oh yeah, America is just. I mean, America is just a crazy place. Crazy. Oh, absolutely, man. Um. I, yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, what? Yeah. She got on a lighter topic. You can change the subject. Uh, a lighter yeah, topic. Yeah, I want to get. I want to get on to. Moving swiftly on, Easter eggs. We've Easter coming up, right? Do you, are in Glasgow, would you have all gotten Easter eggs for Easter? Did, did you believe in the Easter rabbit, the Easter bunny, or the Easter chicken, or were, or did you do any of that? I mean, we had Easter eggs, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I um, do you remember you used to, when you, you could get, the chocolate would be inside the egg? Yeah. But they stopped doing that because people were choking because they're fucking idiots or something, right? So now the chocolate had to be outside the thing. Um, I remember, yeah, what did I like as an Easter egg? I always liked the whisper. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't it. did a whisper in a long time. Now, so, but when you were a little boy, was it like, did Sylvia tell you the Easter bunny was coming, the Easter chicken, or was it just mom and dad will buy an Easter egg? Uh, I mean, it was Sylvia, so who knows what the fuck she told me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, so. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. I, I 
You know, my sister remembers everything about her childhood. I remember nothing. <laughs> you blocked it all out. <laughs> I have. I've, I've, I remember nothing. Um, I mean, I'm sure she did. I mean, like, I, I have vague memories of, like, you know, Easter egg hunts or whatever. And my, my grand was very into the church, the Prodi church. And I remember she'd always do stuff and it'd be hot cross buns and church, yeah. weird church. That was another thing. My, my grand used to be like, I don't know what she was, but like she used to, she had the key to the church basically. So I think she was like the, like a person who just looked after the church basically. She wasn't like a, a sacristan. Yeah, she wasn't like a like a, a, a minister or anything, but I think she was just, is that your door? That's my door. Can we pause? Uh, yeah, I'll just keep chatting while there. We'll get I, I might be a while. Okay, I'll pause, I'll pause. All right, what were we talking about there? We're talk, so we're talking about Easter eggs. And the reason, because obviously I have three kids now and I have to go and get them um, Easter eggs. And I go to the British grocers here and they will have imported because they don't do over here they don't do the big Cadbury's Easter eggs like we would be used to at home mm. and in America they don't like you can buy it you get like a chocolate bunny and they'll do Easter egg hunts of painted eggs and coloured things but it's not like at home where you buy the Cadbury's big box like of a, a dairy milk egg or a, car, a caramel egg or whatever um, and so my, we're used to that and the kids are used to that usually that's what the Easter bunny would bring so I went down to the British grocers to have a look at the eggs. And I swear to Jesus Christ, we are being ripped off left, right and center here. A Whisper Easter egg in the British grocers is $16.99, right? Now $16.99 in euros is 11 euro and 26 cents. I don't know what euros are. Okay, so just say 11 pounds. See. So the Easter yeah. egg is £11. And then I'm seeing ads in Ireland for the exact same egg. Four of them for three euros. So four of them for £5. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that, like, you know, because they have the supermarkets and stuff. and, and uh, that's, what, that's one thing the UK, I guess, I, mean, I don't know if Ireland's the same, but the UK has nailed this. The supermarkets have really good cheap deals on stuff. We don't really get yeah. it from here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to remember they got a fucking import tax and fucking... I know. I, I get all that, but I'm like, for me to go and buy the three kids Easter egg, it's going to cost me about 70 Canadian dollars. You fucking what the fuck are you talking about? Dude? That doesn't matter. I want to stay loaded. Can, right? I, can I just pause for a second? Yeah. All, all your children are teenagers. You don't need to buy them a fucking Easter egg anymore. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, Forever. See, see, Forever. You're, soft. you're as soft as my mom. My mom, if I was, if I was back home, my mom, yeah. no matter how many times I would tell her not to, she would still buy me a fucking Easter egg. Yeah. And she would still buy me something like, it, yeah, she just can't, yeah. Won't you love it? Wouldn't you oh. love it now? D don't give me that shite. My kids love it. And I love getting it for them. That's what oh, moms shut do. The, shut the fuck up. It's money. Do you know what I mean? It gives a fuck. Anyway, so I'm going to pay $70 for three eggs when you could get four of them at home well, I, for I five think, euros. Well, would it be cheaper to buy four for that and then get someone to send them over? We tried to do that one year, Nana passed, but they all fucking broke. <laughs> and when they arrived, they were left on the doorstep and it was a sunny day. They all yeah. melted. <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, I'll go down and spend it. At the, at the moment, I, I can afford it. When you go down, remember to tell them that you're looking for Pylander pies? I have looked at my shopping list there. On top of it is vegan Pylander pies. <laughs> and I even have you on the list for an Easter egg. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think you get anything vegan. You can score me off. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> well, my fantasy for Easter eggs was, you know, uh, Cadbury's cream egg. Mm. You know, my fantasy was that the big egg was full of that fondant and you just lash your head into it. Yeah, that's, that, that was everyone's fantasy growing up. You know, we always wanted that cream egg that filled the, the fondant. But that, yeah. I'll be honest, man, can you, ima can you imagine eating that now? Yeah, I can. I mean, I sure, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I tell you this, myself and Helen would fucking destroy it. We destroy one of them eggs. <laughs> what the, do you have a? Do you have a like an Easter dinner? Yes. So we get a big leg of lamb mm. because you have to remember we're celebrating Jesus coming back from the dead. Mm. And, what, better, and what better way to celebrate that than? baby lamb by killing the lamb killing a, killing a little sheep that didn't have a chance to live and then hacking yeah. the leg off and then eating it in the name yeah. of Christ but that's what, he, that's what we're supposed to do um, that's, what, that's what Jesus would have wanted Jesus, <laughs> Jesus a compassionate loving human being would have wanted you to kill a baby and eat Listen, a baby nowhere in the fucking bible does it say he was vegan or vegetarian Jesus or was for sure a vegan I, t I, I guarantee Jesus was if Jesus was the most kind human being we've bastardized all his stuff but he was he was like the Buddha there's no way he would have said to eat a lamb and he would not have liked to be worshipped the way he was he was anti-religious well sorry hang on are you talking about the same Jesus I'm talking about yeah <laughs> Everyone, the, the Catholic Church, and uh, everyone has, has made Jesus into this icon, iconic religious figure. But that's yeah. not, Jesus hated re organized religion. That's why he did what he did. Uh, and then people turned him into an icon and then made a religion out of him, which is not what he wanted. And it's, the same, it's the same with, uh, it's the same with all, all religious icons. None of them, none of them wanted to be religious. They were all anti-religion. Muhammad, uh, Buddha, they're all peace-loving human beings. He was peace-loving, but he was going around spreading the word of God and saying you have to follow him and follow God's teachings. So that's a fucking religion. He was setting one up. No, he no, he wasn't. <laughs> and he definitely was a carnivore. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, he did do the fifty. The the, the, the he made the fish and the the, the loaves. Yeah, he was drinking blood. <laughs> And he turned water into wine, and and then you and then in mass, you're like, I, say, I, I turn wine into water. That's a, yeah. And then he's like, and then this is my blood, and you drink it at church, and then you say, this is my body, the bread. He was all into cannibalism. And do you think he actually said that? Yeah. I saw it in a movie, and it was in the Bible. <laughs> but the one with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson has never been in a historically accurate. <laughs> if you if you're going by that logic, then you think Braveheart's real? I do. And Braveheart, I thought Braveheart was real. There was a William Wallace. Yeah, I mean there was a William Wallace, but he didn't do anything in that, what happened in that movie. 
They also in that movie. In that movie, they had Robert the Bruce in that movie. And Robert yeah. the Bruce and William Wallace lived like two hundred years apart or something. Right? Yeah, but Americans don't give a shit. No, I know, and also Scottish people don't give a shit because uh, this is this is uh, a thing that um, the Braveheart is one of the most historically inaccurate films. Now, we should be offended about how awful it is. How awful one that. They didn't have a Scottish guy play him, uh, and it was an awful accent, right? But also, too, how historically inaccurate it was. But the reason why Scottish people love it is because in that film, we defeat the English. So yeah. we, we, we love it just based on that purely. Anything that shows us beating English, we'll accept, even if it's false. Well, okay, I get that. I get it. Uh, I showed my kids Braveheart. I told you this, and my daughter was bawling, crying, loved us. <laughs> And I told her it was all true. I mean, it's, I mean, there's semi-truths in it, but um, yeah. Do some research about Jesus outside of the Bible. You'll be surprised to learn what he was really like. I don't want to. I'm happy with the version I have of him. He had his beautiful blue eyes. He was... <laughs> white-skinned, was he? <laughs> white, white skin, and he had hair like mine, but it was a bit darker. <laughs> and he had a beard. And... He was always eating burgers. That's my version of Jesus. <laughs> you say what you like about Jesus, but he fucking had a mean barbecue. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, like the last Regular temptation Christ. of Christ. <laughs> and all, all of those uh, movies. I've seen what he looked like. They've depicted him. But he was in Nazareth. So what would he have looked like? It would have been... Well, that was, uh, I guess, was that... Israel or somewhere around those parts. Nazareth is like Israel. Jerusalem and all that. So anyone that comes from there is kind of dark-skinned, black Yeah, so he would have been Middle Eastern, right? Also, apparently he would have been about four foot tall because back then that's how small people were. What are you talking about? Are you thinking of Lords of the Rings? No, 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 because back then people weren't that tall. If you notice through history, people have got taller, right? No. Yes, they have. No one was six foot three back... No, you never know. What, your grandparents weren't six foot three or above. Everyone's what? getting bigger. No, my grand, my granddad, my pop was looked like you, big, tall, skinny, lanky fella. Jesus, now, my, na- my nana was like me. With Jesus them, was like, like Tom Cruise. Jesus would have to wear platform shoes if he lived today. Platform sandals. You think of? Do you think of? Do you think if <laughs> Jesus came back now? Yeah. That people would believe he was Jesus. I know. I, I worry about that. Because there's so many people going around now telling me that they're, they're, they're crazy. And they go, oh, you're crazy. Mm. But if he came back and he was like, no, I'm Jesus, would people just yeah. be like, no, fuck you. Like, can you imagine? Jesus, but Jesus is an immigrant, so Jesus wouldn't even get in through the border. I know, he'd be down at the Mexico. That's, uh, so fucked about, that's what I think so fucked about Americans. You think Jesus is American? And white. They think he's white and that he only cares about American and American people yeah. and their freedom. <laughs> well, America is America, for God's sake. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I, um, anyway. I do like, I will say though, I do, you know, I don't, I don't like eating meat, obviously, but like I do miss a roast dinner and I was thinking that I'm going to try and make a roast dinner for Easter and sell it. A vegan mm. one. I tried to make Yorkshire puddings recently, and they were okay, but they, they didn't rise as much. But that wasn't that was just because I don't have a good oven in my house. But um, okay, 
Well, yeah, you can make the you can make the roast beef with the seitan. Right. Um, yeah, I miss I miss a roast dinner. I, I mean, a Yorkshire yeah. pudding with gravy and roast beef. Um, I do miss carrots. By uh, carrots, you know, peas and gravy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like the turkey dinner and all that, but um, so that's what I like about Easter. Um, I do, you know, what I like about Easter as well, which. You can get vegan ones of these too, but they're fucking expensive. As uh, the mini eggs, Cadbury mini eggs. Yes. Those are fucking. Those are deadly. Those are the right. things. You sell big bags of them. Um, I'll, I'll put you down for a mini egg Easter egg. No, you, I can't eat them. What? You're just saying you love them. With their milk chocolate. Watch for If I gave you fucking mini eggs, you'd eat them. And don't I, I, even lie. I, I, I'll be honest, I would eat them, I would eat them, and I would feel sick, and I'd feel very much a lot of shame. Um, but I would, yeah. Vegan ones, but yeah, I, you don't need to get me in for Easter. I, number one, I don't, I, I, I'm never going to see you in the next 10 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two, there's nothing vegan at the British grocer until my pies get in there. Number three, save your yeah. money. Save your money. And number four, um, I don't believe in Easter or religion. So you don't believe that Jesus walks the cross to Calgary and that he was nailed onto the cross for our sins and then his dead body was put into a cave and a big boulder was rolled in front of the cave and yeah. then he died and then he rose again. And, and the he, boulder was... And he just appeared and, yeah. Yeah, so basically Jesus invented the first escape room. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Jesus, I mean, how did he, so he, he died on the cross. Yeah. Then they, and, and Mary was there weeping. And then they took his body down, Mary and her pals, and they wrapped him up and they put him into the cave in, a sh in the Turin shroud and wrapped him all up. And then they put a big boulder in front of the, the hole of the cave so that he'd be safe. Apparently, uh, safe. apparently when they used to hang people on the cross, if he got them early enough, he wouldn't, they wouldn't be dead. The doorbell's gone again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come on, go on, go, go, go do what you gotta do. This is what happens when you order too much stuff from Amazon, guys. The door just non-stop. Anyway, what do you guys think about Jesus? Real? Fake? That, anyway, it's grand. So, well, that's the, the, that's the story. I will make what a lovely... What's so funny is, you don't think it's really fucking hilarious that on Easter, they make hot cross buns just to yeah. remind, yeah, just to remind you that he died on a cross. Like that's a weird thing to put on a bun. The thing that Jesus died on, I make it into a bun. Sure, that's how we bless ourselves: the Father, Son, and the Holy. It's a cross. It's all about crosses. Yeah, t spectacle, testicles, wallet, and watch from nuns in the yeah. <laughs> My my dad always said that. You can watch that film again. That was a good movie. It was. I, I you know what I make the kids. Religion's so so fucking bullshit. I I don't understand why people. Even when I'm talking to you, you're like, "No, Jesus did exist." I'm like, I don't I don't understand it. Christianity well, is insane to me. I know, I know, but you have to remember, I was brought up in Ireland, in Dublin, and yes, you know, the logical part of me will go, "Okay, yeah, that's ridiculous." But I was brought up in that religion. It was hammered fucking into you. Right. I was being taught by nuns and 
tickling nuns for gummy bears and all the rest of it since I was four. And everything was about the priests and the nuns and confession and Holy Communion and all your sacristies and all this bullshit. So I am hook, line and sinker. Believe it. But I can I can say, yeah, you can tell me what you think. And I'll go, yeah, I see that. But deep down in me, I still believe some of it. Do you think, I think there's some good there's, lessons. Do you think there's a heaven? Yeah. I Okay, I, I think, thought recently that if heaven isn't on earth, right? That's yeah. what they say, it's not on earth. Then it must be in space, which means heaven, that people on heaven are aliens. Okay, now listen, I that's too much for my head to take in. <laughs> right. Well, if heaven's not on earth, then where is it? In space? It's, it's, it's just above the clouds. Like, the aeroplanes are... Just above are the clouds in space? <laughs> no, no. It's, it's just before you get into outer space, there's just a level up there, and that's heaven. And everyone's sitting ar around up there. But then you've got purgatory and hell. So where the hell is purgatory? I'm living it right now. <laughs> We're in lockdown. This is it. <laughs> this, this lockdown feels like purgatory. I, I tell you something. I, I actually was out. I went out to High Park the other day yeah. when the, the weather was nice and it was fucking packed. And I swear to God, I couldn't handle all these people. Yeah. I got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to have to be eased back into society. It was Hisham's birthday the other day, my, my friend, and a bunch of us met up. And I felt really awkward. Yeah. I wasn't invited, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have fucking lied and gone, oh, we're keeping the numbers low because of the pandemic. Well, you can't be bringing your Oakville COVID to Toronto. It's a different variant. <laughs> Yeah, but it, was, kind of... it was actually nice to see hang out with comics because that's one thing I miss about comedy is the hang. So it was just nice to yeah. sit around. But it, it, did, yeah. it felt a bit illegal. You know what I mean? Well, how many of you were there? It was like eight of us, but we weren't like sitting together. We were sitting spaced out. Everyone was wearing masks or whatever, but it did feel weird. Was Leonard there? He was. Now, see, I'm going to get in a big slot about this. Huh? If he had fucking peel an orange in your pocket, you would have a thing for parties. It was about you met up for like an hour in the park. <laughs> That's it, John. You're dead. You're not getting a fucking Easter egg anymore, even though you don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, we've done our time. Um, I'm going to leave now because I'm very insulted that I wasn't invited. <laughs> Party. I didn't organize it. No, that's it, John. You you fucking shot that's yourself it. in the foot. Now you opened your mouth. They'll all be raging. I'm gonna put it up on Facebook. I'm gonna say I hope you had a shite party. Your illegal party. You had jelly and ice cream. You your <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Well, listen. Thank you to everybody that's been listening to us. Uh, yeah. on. This is the last episode. Of <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to thank you for your listenership. I'll be doing my own podcast from next week. <laughs> oh my god! Fiona's, but, uh, yeah. Fiona's podcast about Jesus and how she was traumatized. <laughs> yes, and and uh, it's going to be how 
we're going to start a new fucking religion where we hate all the Scottish. <laughs> That's just called being English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see we slaughtered them in the fucking in the uh, rugby the other day? Oh, I missed that. Oh, Jesus. We were roaring at the television. We Scotland, the Scotland, are, Scotland are so bad at fucking rugby. Like, the, the, yeah, they used to be good. I remember them being good, but now they're just fucking shite. Scotland, France. Well, I thought they were doing. I thought you were doing well. Yeah. When's Scotland, England? Well, that's already been. Oh, we beat England. I thought you beat us as well. Did mm. you not? Close. Close. Both the scores. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Fuck, I miss all the sports because I don't fucking. I just forget. Football, rugby, cricket, all that shit. I just forget about. I know. I know. It'll all come back soon. And hopefully, like, I know at home, has Sylvia got her shot yet? My mom is... She's had a shot for sure. 78. And um, she hasn't been told when she's getting her injection yet. Yeah, my sister in Florida, they're doing the over 50s now. Florida Florida is a whole different fucking thing. They didn't even shut down. I'm surprised they're vaccinating people in Florida. Do you know what I mean? Um, My dad, apparently my dad is due to get his soon. Um, okay. But as I said, my mom and dad have drank and smoked their entire life. That there's no way that fucking a, a, a vaccine will kill them. That's not yeah. what's going to kill them. <laughs> they're pickled. They'll be grand. They're pickled. That's I'm sure they're brine. You can't kill it. They're, they're fucking. There's probably enough yeah. booze still pickling around the system that doesn't even touch the sides. Yeah, my nana was the exact same. She lived to be ninety-four, and she'd get up in the morning and start drinking uh, teachers. Yeah. Whiskey. And would keep going. You ever, you ever see people that are lived to 100? You know, I was like, what's yeah. the secret of living to 100? They're like, I'm drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I drank whiskey. Yeah. I did all, I smoked. I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, My nana got up and would drink whiskey during, all through the day. Now, not getting hammered, which was just kind of keeping a level. And uh, my granddad never smoked, never drank, and was sick his whole fucking life. And your one was knocking around the place until she was 94, in great health. I know, it's a lot, I know, it's, uh, sometimes being too healthy is sometimes not good. That's, yeah, but li- listen to those words coming out of your fucking mouth, will you? I start drinking again, you know, I should, I should do that. This no! <laughs> no! Don't start drinking again, I can't cope with that shit. Oh, anyway, come on, we keep going to finish, and then you start talking again. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Yes. Next Maybe. Week. I'll think I'll think about it, you prick. <laughs> Bye everybody.